Welcome to The Theatre Project. Today, The Theatre Project is thinking about Do the Arts Matter? I'm your host, Mary Ionelli, and I will be speaking with seven of my previous students to catch up and get their opinion on the impact the arts have had on them. I sat down with some of my past students to talk about how the arts and working in theater has impacted them. So all of you have at one point auditioned. Can you tell everyone what that experience was like and what you would tell your younger self now about that day? Adam, you're a communications and media arts major at Montclair State. What was your first audition like? When I first auditioned, it was around my 10th birthday. It was my first time. I probably didn't know what I was doing. I'd sung the theme song to iCarly, of all things. And when it came time to do the dancing, I realized, what am I doing? Ah! And I wanted to sit out for a bit. They were understanding. They let me sit out for a bit. I sat in the audience while the other people auditioning did it. And what would you say to young Adam now? It may be nerve-wracking. It may be scary. But I promise you, it's going to be worth it. You will get satisfying results. Something along those lines. Now, Toby, you're currently a senior at Governor Livingston High School in Berkeley Heights, and you're looking into flight school and becoming a pilot once you graduate, which is very exciting. But what was your first exposure to theater? Well, looking back on it, it was kind of stressful. I was pretty nervous. I had come to learn that what we were doing wasn't a very high pressure thing for most of it. It wasn't that kind of environment. It was very friendly and everyone would help out. I would tell my younger self about that day that it seems kind of scary, but it's very worth it to be part of this. It would be a meaningful experience and carry me to important places in the future. I'm very happy I did it. Great. Jacob and Kaylee, you're both currently freshmen at Ithaca. And Jacob, you are majoring in emerging media with a focus on film. And Kaylee, you're studying cinema production. Now, you both have had experience acting and directing. So what would you tell your younger selves? Jacob? Well, there are a few things I would say to my younger self. In terms of advice, I would say don't get in your own head so much. Just go for it. Just keep working hard and own it and it'll be okay. I think that is what I would tell myself. And I think eventually I did get there and I'm happy I did. Thank you. And Kaylee, you've recently stepped behind the scenes and begun directing for a bit. Has that experience been different for you? And what would you say to young Kaylee? So it really brought me out of my shell, as one would say. And I guess I would just tell my younger self, like if I was going to talk to me before directing, I would just be like, just be confident. No one's going to think you're mean. No one does that. Just be confident, get your points across, and just have fun. Because directing, it's very scary at first. But then once you start, it's like, wow, this is great collaborating with people and learning what it is to be a director. Because I've always been on the acting side. So it's very interesting to see what's going on in their minds when I'm doing the scenes and stuff. So it was so fun. Adam, you mentioned that by participating in theater, you gained respect for authority and working with colleagues. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Theater is a very collaborative process. It involves working with various people of varying degrees of authority, varying temperaments, varying personalities. You need to be sure who you can work with, who you can't work with, but you also need to know how to control yourself as well. 
And can you give an example outside of theater in real life, how you've used that skill? I've been working at retail for the last year and a half. I was lucky to get a job during the pandemic. And that helped working with my managers. They've been very helpful with me. I've been very good as an associate, ringing up customers, stocking shelves. I listen to them. I learn. And one of my managers has complimented me on it, not just as a great employee, but as a great person. Of course. That's great. Now, as we were talking, some of you identified the same skills. And one of the skills that received the most attention was accepting disappointment and the ability to bounce back. Angelique, you and I met way, way back when you were in fifth grade, and now you were at UVA working towards your doctorate on, I know I'm not going to do it justice, so why don't you just explain it? So my dissertation or research is focused on air pollution inequality within cities, and I use remote sensing or passively measured observations like satellites and aircraft measurements to look at air pollution and describe air pollution within cities. Great. And can you tell us a little bit about why you chose accepting disappointment and the ability to bounce back as one of your top three skills learned? Yeah, so in theater particularly, I was raised to always achieve and do the best, but I think it's kind of a different metric in theater where your best is not necessarily being the lead role. And it was hard to understand that at the time. For example, I remember Dorothy for The Wizard of Oz, I was low key upset. (laughs) No, no, but I totally understand. And I am very grateful I didn't get Dorothy because the Scarecrow, once I got over that and I trusted you as the director, someone who cared about me, you knew what role would best me and I just had to trust that. And so once I did, I was like, I can't let her down. I have to learn this hip hop dance. I have to do something I've never done before in front of a bunch of people I don't know and do know at the same time. And then after the show, I had people come up to me or tell me, I heard through the grapevine that that hip hop dance was like one of the best things they've ever seen. Like they didn't know I could do that. How long had I been dancing? But you knew I, I would work at it. And that pushed me even further. So I think once I embraced the opportunity given to me, that was when the best and my most favorite experiences happened. So I guess from that, I learned that even though you work towards something and have your heart set on something, or even it doesn't even have to be that intense, you could just have an expectation or desire that you think you're going to get. And if you don't get it, but something else happens and you choose to make the most of that opportunity that is presented to you, something even better than originally thought is what will happen or could happen. Kaylee, have you experienced any disappointment throughout your theater career? Yeah. So my first musical that I did was Santa Music. And I was in sixth grade. And I was, oh my God, I'm going to get the little girl. That's it. That's going to be my breakthrough performance. It's going to be amazing. And I didn't get that, obviously. And I was very sad for a very long time because I didn't realize in theater you're not just going to get what you want because you want it. You actually have to work for it. You have to practice. So as I got older doing more plays, I would practice a lot and I would get roles and I wouldn't get roles. So sometimes things just don't go your way and sometimes you can practice as much as possible and get advice from people and just do everything you can. But sometimes it 
still doesn't work. And that, that can depend on a lot of things. It's either casting directors or the other people auditioning or just the type of show in general. So you really just need to learn that, okay, if I didn't get this part, I just need to figure out what I could have done better and then use that to try and get your next role. And Kelly, you're getting ready to graduate from Villanova with a double major in communications and Spanish. And Kelly, can you tell me, has learning to accept disappointment helped you? That's definitely been one of the bigger things for me, especially now looking for jobs and not always getting the outcome you're hoping for. That's definitely been helpful for me. A few of you also cited the ability to learn quickly and correctly which I think also ties in with adaptability and flexibility. James, you graduated with a bachelor's degree in chemistry from William and Mary, and you worked as a lab tech with the Reproductive Medicine Associates in New Jersey. You said that you may want to get back into performing now, but can you talk a little bit about how this skill of learning quickly and correctly applied both in theater and for you as a lab tech? Sure. So my brain immediately jumped to when I did a chorus line my senior year of college because I've never danced so much in the show, which should be expected. And I never had much trouble remembering blocking or memorizing lines. At a certain point, that stuff just started to come to me. And it was something that I did in every show, every class. It was very easy to notate blocking and to notate uh, certain directions that you get from your directors. So I always had that to go back to. We always had one more rehearsal where we had our book in our hand where I could read all my notes and I had like a system down for myself. But I didn't quite have a system down for choreography. I had always been the type of person to, I would learn it in the rehearsal or in the class and then I'd walk away and it would just kind of stay in my brain. But with that much dancing, I was like, oh my God, how am I ever going to remember all of this? So I had to learn to notate my dancing and to put counts on my paper with the words and start finding a new way of learning correctly and learning quickly because I came back to our second or third dance rehearsal and our choreographer was like, you guys need to know this. And I was like, all right, it's time to learn it. <laughs> so it's, it's that adaptability and that ability to learn something and retain something and be able to replicate something when going back um, from rehearsal to rehearsal so that you're not wasting anyone's time, your own time or your director choreographer's time. It's not fair to you it's not fair to them and I think that that's the ideal I will take with me into everything I do especially in my professional life when I was working with the RMA of New Jersey I stumbled into that job and that's a conversation for another day but that one I it was it came way out of the left field for me but I had no background in fertility work I had no background in embryology I didn't really know anything going in and I had to learn I had to learn and I had to be able to stand on my own two feet without someone there holding my hand the whole way. And I think that that made me a very appreciated employee, a very valuable employee because I was there and I could learn something quickly and then go and do it on my own. I didn't need someone holding my hand every step of the way. And Toby, do you have anything to add or would you like to elaborate on that? Yes, that's a very important thing to be able to do. So obviously you have to be able to learn a lot of material in a short time and do it right as a part of theater. And that's always hard for people who haven't had exposure to that kind of stuff before, but doing it over and over again, as many times as it takes, in an environment with friendly people, people who knew what they were doing and helped out a lot, I developed a really important skill because I would move on 
in freshman year to join the marching band. And it employs a very similar skill to do a somewhat similar performance. We need to do lots of rehearsals, lots of stuff to produce this one performance that would be amazing. And we would had to do it right. And it's also important if you're, say, a salesman, which I am, because I can't say the wrong things or look like I don't know what I'm talking about. It's really important to be able to rehearse something and just do it right. And Angelique, in your field, have you used this particular skill? So the ability to learn quickly and correctly when it comes to learning new scientific and computation techniques, installing or troubleshooting instruments, and even just understanding the work of other researchers through their conference presentations, discussions, or reading their papers. I found that being able to effectively and efficiently digest new information and then almost immediately apply it has tremendously helped me in my scientific journey and through my PhD. This skill was a major contributor to my travels also uh, during my PhD. It brought me to places I never imagined I'd get to visit, including uh, the Pacific Ocean, Bermuda, and Dakar, Senegal. All places I got to visit because my advisors or higher-ups saw that I could learn a new instrument or learn a new skill and use that skill in a totally new place or learning a new analysis technique in Bermuda and helping out in the lab there and installing an instrument in Dakar, Senegal. All of that was because I was able to learn new things quickly and then apply it and I did it correctly. Thank God. (laughs) Great, thanks. Kelly, can you tell me how do you deal with change or criticism? Yeah, when I think about that, I oftentimes think of taking constructive criticism and not really letting that affect me in a negative way. Also, just from being in theater and having things change all the time and directors wanting to try something new or last minute something happens and you have to just move on, keep going. I definitely see that in school or in an interview. Also, if something's not going my way or working out, just trying something new and working around it and being able to be flexible and also just keep looking ahead, trying to get to my end goal, even if it's not the path that I sought out. And Angelique, you must have experienced this during your travels. A lot of the times in environmental sciences, when you're collecting measurements in the field, things don't go as planned, even though you prepare and meticulously plan out all of the details. So being able to assess the situation, adapt, and then think on your feet is very important so that you don't miss out on critical measurements. A lot of the preparation that goes into scientific measurement campaigns a couple of which I was able to participate in, like NASA's Airborne Research Campaign, a vehicle-based NO2 measurement campaign in Dakar, and a research cruise. In all of these situations, when a problem occurred, the science had to continue, and the show must go on. Another common skill that a bunch of you mentioned was having a healthy self-image and building self-confidence. So, Jacob, if I could ask you to start... Yeah, absolutely. So the first time I ever did anything with the theater project, I submitted my one-act play Hero Man to their Young Playwrights competition. And Hero Man is actually the first time I ever submitted any of my work to any competition at all. So Hero Man is itself all about embracing what you create and overcoming anxiety. 
which I had to do when I submitted it. And I had no idea how far submitting Hero Man would actually be able to take me and what a positive impact that would end up having not only on my self-confidence, but just on my life. Because eventually I was able to, through the theater project, direct Hero Man during quarantine. And it really just expanded my understanding of what I was capable of because not only did I get to go out there and be hands-on and do my own project, but I had to direct it virtually during a time when we were all at home. So it was almost a little bit like reinventing the wheel for some things. And Angelique? Development of a healthy self-image and self-confidence. And these were important because as a graduate student, this is a huge personal journey. So I think theater significantly helped build my self-confidence as I learned different roles and music and had to perform the dances and songs in front of a crowd, which is kind of similar to presenting at a conference or even during an interview for a grant or a fellowship, a selection committee. So every time I do that now, I actually write my script and I memorize it so that I can perform it effectively and everybody gets the information and it's not just droning on. And Toby, I remember at your first audition, you were very quiet. Yes. So maybe you recall back at that time, I wasn't really good at talking to people. I was really quiet. I'm not the most chatty now even, but I was seriously uncomfortable around people. Even if they were unthreatening, friendly looking, I just couldn't say anything. But rehearsing lines, singing and dancing has a way of forcing you to communicate with other people. So doing that a lot in such a nice environment exposed me to people in situations where I develop oral communication skills. And that's extremely important because communication itself is the basis for all learning. If you can communicate well, then you can elevate your own ability to do anything. You can become a stronger person and grow a lot. And I'm very glad that I developed that skill because it had helped me in high school, in my place of work. It's definitely going to help me in the future. I know how to speak to people now. It's not very difficult. A number of you also identified developing leadership skills as one of your takeaways. Kaylee, can you talk a little bit more about that? So when I started writing and moving towards film more, I realized if I wanted to create my vision how I wanted it, I would have to be the director sometimes. So earlier this year, you asked me if I wanted to write a virtual play with two other people my age. And I was like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be so amazing. So we wrote that all together. And then eventually we casted it. And then we decided that I would be the director. So I really had to step up and be like, all right, this is what we're going to do today. These are the plans. And give actors notes, which is something weird because as an actor, you're not supposed to give other actors notes. But when you're the director, it's, oh, I have to take charge now. And so you really have to get your points across without being really bossy because that's not good for a director to be really bossy. You also have to take in other people's opinions and maybe their advice. Because when we were doing that play, all the actors were my age. So it was very strange to be giving people my age notes and not really telling them what to do. But as a director, that's kind of what you have to do. So it was scary at first. What if they think I'm too mean or what if they think I'm being really bossy? Then again, they know that you're the director. They know that you have the responsibility to do that. And so... That was really a stepping point to my next thing. For my senior show, I wrote a 10-minute play to be performed, and I'd also directed that. And that was on stage, too, so I was really getting the 
experience to direct a play. And it was so fun meeting the two actors that did it. We spent a lot of time shaping these characters and getting into their minds and then also technical stuff like blocking and things. And the final product for both things came out amazing. And it makes you so happy seeing the final product. We worked so hard to do this and now it's finally out and it's amazing. And Toby, you had a slightly different take on that skill. Yes. So... I, of course, did not have a leadership position in the theater project, but I was always around actual leaders. I was around you, Ashley. I was around Alexis. I was around everyone who was a leader, and you were always making decisions and telling us this is the right thing to do, make sure not to do that. So I had a lot of exposure to leadership, and that was important because I would later go on to a place of work and high school activity where I'd need those skills, develop them further, I'm probably going to need them later. It's important to have. So I wasn't a leader in that setting, but I learned so much, and I think that's why I was able to excel in other areas. I have a stronger ability to make decisions now because I've seen it done so much. Great. And now, Jacob and Kelly, you both identified time management, having a goal-oriented approach to work. Tell us more about that, Jacob. Well, having a goal-oriented approach to work is very, very helpful in college, I have to say. In college, you really do have to have self-discipline to say, there's a million things going on right now, but before I go out, I really need to make sure that I'm getting this done and I'm getting this homework done and being able to manage your time and look at everything you have and say, well, this is all due tomorrow before I go out, I at least need to be getting this thing done or these two things done. And so I think especially the biggest example of when I've really used that in the past is when me and my peers wrote Travis is Dead and directed it afterwards. We set goals for ourselves every week and that has been very helpful in my life. Thanks. And Kelly? Yeah. So one of the things that I really think about is when I was in high school, and I would go directly from school ending at three o'clock right to my play rehearsal that also kind of started out like 3.15. That would end at six, but I would also start my job at six. So my mom would come and pick me up from the high school and drive me downtown to where I scooped ice cream. And then I would be there probably till about 9.30 and have to come home and do all of my homework. So that was probably the most stressful time that I can think of. But I loved being involved in theater, and that wasn't really something I wanted to give up. So I had to learn a lot of time management skills with that really quickly, just with keeping up with my homework and sleep and friends and making sacrifices of what was important to me. So I guess now I can definitely compare that to life in college, which is a lot less structured, especially school-wise with classes. And I get to pick when I want to have my classes, but it's not how high school was. It's not as structured. So there's definitely time budgeting and keeping all of your assignments in a row. And I think I learned a lot of that from when I was involved in theater and I had so many other things going on and I had to keep a strict schedule. I think for myself, being able to budget my time back then has definitely paid off in the long run and I can still do that well. Last but certainly not least, can some of you speak to what the arts have meant to you in general? Kelly, let's start with you. Yeah, I think it definitely impacted me in a lot of different ways. I mean, the most recent example I can think of is that we were giving a presentation for my capstone communications class. And my roommate, who was actually one of my partners in the project, she was complimenting my public speaking skills and saying, 
I have to practice so much when we give a presentation and you barely have to practice this at all and you can get up there and just think about what you're going to say on the top of your head and look so confident and feel great when you're doing it. And I honestly can attribute all of that to being on stage from a young age and feeling comfortable in front of an audience. And I think public speaking is definitely where my theater skills are coming the most. And Adam? I think it's helped me garner a real appreciation for the various art forms I'm into, like film, animation. I really respect all the hard work, all the passion that goes into it. Jacob? I don't even know what I would be doing if I hadn't been involved in theater. I think theater has really built up my self-confidence. It's allowed me to cultivate a lot of different skills and it's just opened a lot of doors for me. I've really branched out from theater, but theater is still very important to me. I'm still in some theater clubs in college, and I'm able to use all of these skills that I'm learning from these different places, and they're all applicable to each other and just to life in general. But doing theater and being able to perform, it's led me to film and television, and it's all kind of one giant circle where I'm able to continue cultivating these skills and continuing to apply them to each other. Toby? So joining the theater was the start of my development of all these skills. Before that, I had no experience with all this stuff. So it was a catalyst, getting me more interested in the arts, in music, in all of these different forms of expression that can make one's life so much better, so much bigger and more interesting. It went on to make me interested in other things like marching band and music in lingual sciences and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend to anyone who isn't involved with the arts or theater to check it out because you have a chance to grow so much as a person. It's what made me a bigger person. Angelique? So I think theater was very important. I got to learn about myself through all the different roles and then I got to see how I handled stress, how I handled pressure situations at such a young age, which can happen in the classroom, but it's very different living in it and going through it than having the pressure at your desk and performing well on a test. So I think theater helped me be confident and not afraid to learn about myself as a whole and access all of the different parts of me and not be ashamed to like bring it out whenever I feel like I can. And last, but certainly not least, James. Sure. It's meant the world to me. It's meant 90% of the friends that I have to this day. It's meant 90% of my happiest memories from my childhood. It's meant a space I always feel is welcoming back no matter how far or how long I spend away from it. It's also meant hours of my day that I'm sure that I could have been spending doing something else, but I never would have thought to spend doing something else. It's really the, the happiest times, the, the best memories that I have, and the best people that I know in my life. I could not imagine my life without it. And getting to this point in my life without it, I don't think would have happened. And I owe a lot to theater, and especially my young theater, as an outlet when I was growing up. I would like to thank all of you, Adam, Angelique, Jacob, James, Kaylee, Kelly, Toby, for taking part in this and sharing your thoughts and experiences. You have each enriched my life in ways you could not even imagine. And I am so proud to have been a very small part of each of your lives. Can't wait to see the amazing things life brings each of you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thank Mary. You. Thank you so Thanks. much. This was a lot of fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Theatre Project Thinks About. 
We hope this podcast shows the impact the arts can have on a child and how it can prepare them for real-life situations in the future. Our audio engineer was Alex Gomez, and our theme music was by Gail Liu and Damian DeSandes. Visit thetheaterproject.org to sign up for our mailing list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.